0: Most religions share a belief that the body and spirit coexist until the body has perished and the spirit moves on into the afterlife. However, there are those that remain. Some stay with a purpose. Some are doomed to relive their own violent deaths. These spirits are one of the oldest aspects associated with Halloween. For generations to come, people will still gather around the campfire to tell the stories of ghosts. (laughs)
1: Welcome to 13 Degrees of Screams,
0: where we watch and dissect your favorite spooky movies.
1: I'm your host, Alex. And Stephanie. And this is a mostly horror podcast.
0: Each season, we will rank 13 movies on a scariness scale from... You guessed it, 1
1: to 13. We will uncover the real-life myths and legends that inspire these movies, and tell you just how authentic they are.
0: This week, we captured the Black Zodiac with 13 Ghosts.
1: So, Stephanie, have you ever seen a 13 Ghosts prior to watching it for the podcast? No. I had
0: no idea what it was.
1: No idea? Mm-mm. Never heard of it or nothing? Nope, nope, nope. Oh. Did you watch the trailer before you watched it? No. No. I went in blind. You went in blind? Oh, my goodness. So 13 Ghosts was my pick. I love this movie. It's bad.
0: (laughs) I I I didn't think it it was going to be that way.
1: I, I just want to throw it out there. This is objectively a not good movie. However, it is a guilty pleasure of mine, mostly because I think this movie falls in that trap of the idea was better than the execution. Yes. It is very fascinating. However, Very short. Yeah, things just kind of happen, and then you're just like, oh, okay. Just a blip on the radar. It's a blip on the radar. So, dare I ask you, what did you think about 13 Ghosts, and where did you rate it on the rating scale, considering you never even heard of it or knew what it was about?
0: Well, based on the fact that it was your favorite, and... I, oh, I'm not going
1: to say it's my favorite. Oh. I just really like it.
0: Okay, okay. Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> just based on what you said about it, honestly. I was just like, okay, it's probably the scariest one. So
1: I just ranked it the highest. Yeah. I put it as 13 as well. It is very violent. It is very violent. It's it's difficult because, again, I think the execution did not meet up with the premise and the standalone ghosts on their own versus what actually happened. It was hard for me to rank, especially with the other movies, The distribution was weird. So I just put it on 13, because some of these movies you and I haven't even seen, so it's hard to kind of guess. But based on what I know and what I think the other movies are about, I think I slapped it on 13, (laughs) and this is the scariest one. But we'll see once we cover everything.
0: It definitely has the most going on, it feels like, because you have 13 ghosts to choose from. Yeah.
1: Which ghosts? But I, I like, did you like it, though? Or were you just kind of like, man? did you think it was bad? It's interesting.
0: But, like you said, I, it's a very interesting concept on paper, not as well executed, though.
1: Yeah. So you know nothing about the background, then, do you? No. Well, let's delve into this, because there's some interesting things that you might or, or don't know about. Yeah. 13 Ghosts, it's also stylized as 13 with, like, spelled T H I R, the number 13 E N, Ghosts. Oh. So, technically that's how it's spelled, but whatever. It's a 2001 supernatural horror film, and it is a remake of the 1960 film 13 Ghosts by William Castle. Oh. So, this is a remake from a movie from the 60s. Oh, okay. So,
0: our second remake.
1: Yeah, the way this worked is in the movie theater, you got glasses. it was kind of like, almost like the 3D where one side was blue, one side was like red. Oh, yeah. And depending on how you look out of it, you could see the ghost or not see the ghost. So while while you're watching the movie, you could choose to make it as scary as you want by showing. Ooh. It was called Illusion-O-Device, and it required viewers to look through a single color with both eyes. So looking through the red filter intensified the images of the ghost while the blue filter removed them.
0: Oh, wow.
1: So that's why in the movie the glasses actually parallel. Oh, cool. Mm-hmm. So that's why the glasses were like kind of a thing, which yeah. seems really hokey. Right.
0: But it actually
1: tied into what it was like watching the movie, because I think in the original, too, they wore glasses. So you kind of did it with them. Yeah. So that's why. Makes
0: sense. So. And also it was kind of like a cue for the audience.
1: Mm-hmm. So the film stars Tony Sh- Shallow, Shaloub, Shalhoub? He's Shalou? the guy from Monk. Oh, okay. I think he's... Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Beth Davids, who is Miss Honey. Yes. Yes, I think is her. Yeah. Matthew Lillard, who was in a bunch of horror movies, most notably Scream. Shannon Elizabeth, Alec Roberts, Rod Diga, which I think this was her last movie she was in, either first and last, or this was like her last thing. She was like, I'm done. Oh, wow. She was the nanny. Um, It was released to theaters on October 26, 2001. And not a shock by any stretch of the imagination that it was critically panned. <laughs> Upon release, it was also a financial disappointment, ultimately grossing only $68 million against a $42 million budget. It made money,
0: just not that much. Can you imagine being a financial disappointment I, at that much money? <laughs> yeah,
1: I know. It's ugh. Like, ugh. I thought the trailer and the marketing of it was pretty cool, but, you know, I think once people saw the movie, like, actually, don't go see that. Yeah. I think it was just like. Doomed. So there are thirteen ghosts, shocking, in the movie, and they don't really delve into the actual backstories of really any of them. You get a few snippets here and there. But there is a feature on the DVD called the Ghost Files that actually goes into where these ghosts come from, which I think is the most interesting part, and unfortunately it's not actually in the movie. And we'll talk about that in the discussion a little bit. You would
0: think though it's so important because it's all these ghosts. That necessary for this plot, you know, that they would have, like, montaged it or something to just show a little bit of the story of each of
1: them. Yeah, I mean, they show which ghost applies to which Zodiac. But not... But, like, you don't really know what that means. Yeah. You can kind of see based on what they look like, but beyond that, you're like, eh.
0: And you're only hearing, like, snippets of, like, the really dangerous ones. hmm
1: Some so. of them you just see. Yeah. For like a second. But then, again, which is interesting, not all of them are even dangerous, you know. Right. Which is kind of cool that there's a wide, wide a gambit of ghosts available to you. Yes. So, fun fact, Ebert uh, included this on his list of most hated films in 2005. Okay. So, yeah, people did not like this movie. And, again, it's not great at all. But it's, I think it's just really interesting more so than anything else. And it's, it's just a guilty pleasure. I think okay. it's entertaining, at least. Story, off the window, wild, really makes no sense. But the ghosts is what <laughs> I think. And, and the art direction. Yeah. And it's so sad because the look of the ghosts took a lot of time, obviously, and you barely see them.
0: Yeah, like Flashes, true.
1: all the work. But that's the most impressive thing about this movie, is just the makeup and effects.
0: Well, and the architectural design of the house. The
1: house, yes. Which yes. we will get into, this house. All right. In air quotes. This is not a house. Like, if you ever walk up to this, you would not think, oh, that's a house. No. No. We'll, we'll go into what this looks like. But are you ready to dive into the plot? I am. All right. So,
0: it starts off with ghost hunter Cyrus Criticos and his psychic assistant, Dennis Rafkin. And they are trying to capture a spirit called the Juggernaut. Mm -hmm. So it's like a whole operation. They have like lots of men on this project trying to lure this Juggernaut out. I believe just in talking, they say something about like he killed 12 men when he was alive and like another 40 while he was dead or something like that. It's a large number. Their
1: kill count is crazy. Yes.
0: So it turns out that Cyrus has basically hired this company to be slaughtered for <laughs> this juggernaut to come out. Yeah,
1: they're basically bait yes. to get him out. And they spray blood
0: yeah. everywhere, which, that makes no sense. And they also mention, too, later in the plot, that that's how they get almost all the ghosts. Mm-hmm. Blood. Blood is what draws them out. Which, if you think about the more innocent ones, yeah. why?
1: Well, um, maybe because they all have violent ends maybe even though they're not necessarily bad or want to hurt people they just the violence draws them i don't know but there's a car so they're in a junkyard mind you Mm -hmm. like a scrapyard with cars and they're driving down and spreading blood like everywhere yeah lower the junkyard
0: and also it's clear that dennis is kind of over the fact that he has to do this he's really just in it for the money and wants to get out of it as soon as he can yeah and then cyrus just tacks on just like one more after this and he's like this was the last one
1: yeah and dennis he's a psychic yes and he could kind of see ghosts and you know touch things and get visions so he's working with cyrus to capture these ghosts
0: yeah but i'm honestly like Even though I kind of got the feeling that he was on the bad guy's side, at least at that point, I was very sympathetic to his plight because he seems like just living his normal day-to-day life is stressful. Yeah, he
1: didn't really, I don't think he knew the extent of what was going on. He was just doing his job, like he paid for me to help you, so I'm going to do my job and get out kind of
0: a thing. And they don't go into the extent of how psychic he really is, but it seems that he's very sensitive to touch. Like, he, mm-hmm. like no one can touch him. Don't he's... touch this
1: man. He will start <laughs> convulsing.
0: Right. like I guess he sees, like, anybody's trauma, basically. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. So they're in the process of trying to capture this guy. This juggernaut's huge. He's, like, a really tall dude. Like, one of the most violent ones. And Cyrus is killed in the process. A bunch of people are killed. But they capture him in this, like, cube-like... Box thing.
0: Yeah. Also, there are two protesters there that are saying that Cyrus is a bad guy for trying to capture this ghost. And Mm. I think they imply that there's others as well. So I don't know. Dennis knows that they're capturing them, but not enough. What for? Right. And the guy that's in that team of protesters is killed as well during this destruction.
1: Lots of people die. Like, basically, the female protester and dennis are like the only two all right that are alive and dennis is matthew lillard's character
0: yes so then we go and cut to this family and it's almost kind of beautiful in the way that they tell the mom's death mm-hmm. because it just kind of starts off very picturesque it's even got kind of like a gold kind of filter on mm-hmm. it so it seems so warm and heavenly there Mm -hmm. They're at this house and like kids are having fun in the backyard. The kids are playing while the parents are just like, oh, we love it here. You know, nothing could ever happen to us. (laughs) Mm
1: Yeah. Don't say that, first of all.
0: And then it kind of just like the camera just kind of like spins around the room that they're in as it slowly deteriorates as we're hearing kind of like a disembodied conversation of like a fire breaking out and the kids struggling to get out and the father going back to free them but then realizing that the mom's still in the house and getting to her and he doesn't make it in time
1: yeah and you don't actually see people mind you it's all no
0: this is all just audio and Mm -hmm. you're just looking at the house as it becomes like
1: destroyed
0: inflamed and then burned to a crisp Mm -hmm. but you can hear them even at the funeral and this is all still audio just Mm -hmm. like Why did you leave us and always stay with us? Kind of stuff like that. Them talking to their dead mother.
1: Yeah. So the mom, unfortunately, does not make it.
0: Yes. So it flashes forward to about like six to eight months later, I think.
1: Sometime in the future. Indetermined. Yeah. And they're living in a little apartment. And it's the dad and his two kids, Kathy. And And Bobby. And Bobby. And with their new nanny, Maggie. (laughs)
0: It was a lot of fun. I like Maggie. I know, Maggie's the best
1: character. Yes. (laughs) She's great. So they're all in their new apartment having breakfast. Yes.
0: And it seems like Kathy is a little bit more responsible for Bobby than Maggie is at times. Like, Kathy makes sure that Bobby has food and eats breakfast and goes to school. Maggie's more there just to be kind of emotional support,
1: his yeah. friend. <laughs> and she's also comedic relief for the movie. She's great. I'm just going to throw that she's out there. She's great.
0: No, I would still hire Maggie. <laughs>
1: <laughs> just to make me laugh. Yes. I don't actually have to do anything of importance. <laughs> just throw out some one-liners, make some remarks. Perfect. We're doing great. <laughs> Thank you, Maggie.
0: So then it's all kind of shifted by this lawyer coming this apartment and meeting with Arthur to tell them that his uncle has passed away. And so like, <laughs> he's estranged, so he hasn't seen this man since he was a child. And apparently his uncle didn't have a family or whatever to pass on his possession, which is this huge house, and wants to pay it back by giving it to his family. Mm-hmm. And the kids, or at least Kathy, is psyched. to like, look at the bathroom. She's obsessed with bathrooms.
1: Yeah. Well, when we get there, but at first <laughs> we're like, okay, we got a house with this uncle that we didn't even know existed.
0: Yeah, which, when they show the pictures, it looks nice. Still kind of creepy, mm-hmm. like an ornate in a way. But, you know, generally nice mansiony looking. But then they pull up, and it's just kind of like a glass building.
1: Yeah, so... For those of you who have never seen this movie, it's basically a very angular, cube-like...
0: Not shaped like a house.
1: Not shaped like a house at all, and it's all glass. However, there's metal panels that also shift up and down, so you could cover it all, or it could be completely see-through, the walls move. It's not a house at, in any way, shape, or form. There are like furnishings, like there is a bathroom and a bedroom, like you said, but it's it's all glass, and there's... Inscriptions on all.
0: The yeah, guys. that and is like the
1: biggest red flag.
0: Honestly, I'd be like, "Yeah, cool museum. Let's give tours or something like that. Let's not live here." Yeah,
1: cause there's also like there's like samurai armor and different. It's like, not artifacts. like a
0: place to have kids. It's. It's not a place to have anyone right for a
1: long period of time. It's it's completely see through.
0: I mean, granted, they're in the woods, so you don't really kind of have to worry about that sort of privacy, but. It's not a home. No. Doesn't feel like a home. No.
1: It's no building I've ever seen before. No. And again, like, okay, fine. If you wanted to make a whole glass house, go for it. The inscriptions. Again, if I saw that, I'd be like, goodbye. Goodbye. I'm leaving. We need to go.
0: And as they're trying to get into the house, because it has like a fancy locking system that it's hard to get into. It's not just, you know, a key and door. It's got to be like a fancy panel with the door shifting upwards into the sky. Dennis reappears, and he's honestly trying to pose as an electrician, saying that the whole next-door neighborhood to their house is out of power because Mm -hmm. of all the power that they're generating, so he has to check on their breaker, I guess. Some excuse to get in the house. Get in the house. So they let him in. He goes down to the basement, and he puts on glasses, and he, like, instantly starts seeing
1: ghosts Mm -hmm. uh, left and right. Yeah, so there's these glasses in this movie. They're very stylish, very chic. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. They look all glass too, and these allow you to see the ghosts, which you can't. You can't see anything without glasses. Put on these glasses, bam, you see the ghost. And you see them kind of like in holding rooms. Yeah, the, the whole basement.
0: basement is basically a jail cell for ghosts. Mm-hmm. With more scripture on the walls. Yes, <laughs>
1: scripture. Some from the Bible itself. It's not from the Bible. These no. are spells we find out. Yes, yes. Containment spells.
0: And he is freaked out and wants to you know, tell the family like they should leave. It's yeah. not safe here. But they're too busy trying to investigate the house. It feels like Kathy and Bobby and Maggie are all set to move in, even though it's a weird place to move. While Arthur is kind of hesitant, he just wants to look around and see what's there. Mm -hmm. But Dennis comes up and warns them. But Moss, the lawyer, has already gone downstairs to look for like a treasure, basically. Mm -hmm. I don't even know what he's looking for. I guess money, because he gets a briefcase at one point. So he's just trying to, like, steal something and get out of there. Yeah. But he unknowingly releases these ghosts that are in these containment centers, or Mm. at least starts the cycle. Yeah. (laughs) And immediately the house starts, like, closing in on itself.
1: Yeah, it keeps shifting, basically. Like, walls go up and down, and the rooms change, and Mm -hmm. leashes a ghost, and Moss gets cut in half when two of the doors slide together.
0: And unleashes the... Princess, I think. The angry princess. The angry princess. Yes,
1: who is, she is naked and just cut up everywhere. Stab, wounds. Bloody. Bloody everywhere. She's not happy. And carrying a knife. (laughs) Yes, she's one of the violent ones. So,
0: I think she was chasing him before the walls Mm -hmm. shut on him. Yeah, so he
1: was like stumbling back in the walls Yes.
0: And... Bobby is playing in the house, and even though, like, they were told to stay together or whatever, he's already, like, playing hide and seek with Maggie or whatever. Mm-hmm. And he goes to the top of the basement stairs, and he hears voices yeah. calling to him to come play with him. Come and, on, Bobby. No. And someone and another voice is deliberately warning him, like, don't do that, don't Bobby. Do that. Yeah, there's a Bobby, female. Bobby, don't do that. <laughs> yeah,
1: a female voice telling him, um, please don't. This is a bad idea.
0: Go find your dad.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Get out of here right now.
0: But he still goes down there he and he sees several ghosts, including the spirit of his mother.
1: Mm-hmm. So the mom is trapped in the house. She yeah. is one of the 13.
0: I didn't know that when I first saw her. Really? I thought she was just kind of like with them. You know?
1: Oh, like trying to help? Yeah. Oh, no, she trapped.
0: I didn't know until they explain it later. Oh,
1: okay. Yeah. So spoiler, she's one of the 13.
0: Yeah, and at that point, his mom tries to, like, tell him to run away, and he's shocked, of course, and he gets knocked unconscious and carried away. Mm-hmm. So, Dennis starts using the glasses and sees the jackal, which is one of the most dangerous ones. This is, like, a feral-looking woman
1: mm-hmm.
0: with, like, an iron cage on her head.
1: Yeah, it's, like, a square cage that's, like, ripped open in the front. So I think... Is a straight
0: jacket? Yeah, has a straight jacket. But she's clawing at people, though. Oh well, yeah. I don't think actually tied yeah, into it.
1: But yeah, she <laughs> uses her claws and attacks Kathy.
0: Yes, and Arthur still doesn't believe that really anything's going on because he's not wearing the glasses. Kathy and Dennis are, and Kathy like gets dragged and is like clawed apart for a little while.
1: Oh, yeah. She's, like, ripped up. And, of course, they have to do the shot of, like, her shirt being ripped open. Oh, yeah. That was unnecessary. Right. We're not trying to make this attack sexy. Please don't. Yes.
0: And, ultimately, she disappears as they're saved by one of the protesters from the beginning. Kalina. Kalina. So, the four of them gather in the library, and Arthur is understandably freaking out because he can't find his kids. Mm Mm-hmm. And Kalina explains that the house is a machine, and she keeps calling it a machine, and that's
1: really not enough description for me. Oh, She says, and I quote, which is the most badass line I've ever heard, it's a machine designed by the devil and powered by the dead.
0: Yes. Yes, that.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Stephanie is unimpressed. She's like, yeah, okay.
0: So she explains, too, that once the machine is powered by these captive ghosts, that it allows the user to see the past, present, and future. Basically, they would just have, like, a wealth of knowledge. Yeah.
1: So these ghosts are very specific. It's not just, like, random 13 ghosts. It is the Black Zodiac, which is the coolest idea ever. And we'll discuss what those are later, like, what each one represents. But every ghost has to be handpicked and very specifically fit the Zodiac. So that's why it's so... It's not just like random ghosts. It has to be very particular.
0: Yes. And it kind of makes me wonder, too, if it's just ghosts that have to fit that criteria. Mm -hmm. Or if they are... Like, I feel like the Jackal is a very specific type of ghost. But the Withered Lover... of the mom wasn't always around you know right she wasn't always dead
1: (laughs) yeah well that's why because you know right so you could create these ghosts which is what happens to her but some of them are just out and about living in their yeah i mean some of these ghosts have been around since the 1800s 1700s so as long as they fit that how they died and what they represent good to go Yeah,
0: and Kalina also mentions that just a tad, a little excursion for you to just make this machine stop. You'll just have to create the 13th ghost, which is an act of love and sacrifice, meaning that Arthur will have to sacrifice himself to save his children.
1: Right. Yeah, just... Just, oh, by the way. No problem. In case you were wondering.
0: Just make your children orphans.
1: Yeah, that's fine. But I mean, it's either they die or you say uh, I don't Yeah, know, I guess I guess so true.
0: <laughs> but, uh, do. So they decide to try to go through with it or at least find the kids or the machine to start this process. So both Dennis and Arthur throw on glasses and try to, like, make their way through the house. And they're using the glass as sort of like a
1: barrier between them and the ghost because mm-hmm. it has the protection spell on yeah, it. Yeah, they took a panel. Yes, yeah, <laughs> and they're,
0: so like, well, they're just carrying
1: around. it around. and It looks so cumbersome. Yeah. I mean, you gotta do what you gotta do, you know? Yes.
0: So they stand behind this glass sheet, but they are attacked by the hammer and the juggernaut, two of the other dangerous ghosts. Obviously, the juggernaut we talked about in the beginning, this mm-hmm. huge dude. And the hammer that literally is just, like, using his body to, yeah. to kill you physically because he's a big buff dude.
1: Huge. And has, like, railroad spikes driven into his skin. Mm-hmm. He's scary. He's <laughs> so huge.
0: So they are attacked, and Dennis doesn't make it.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Dennis gets snapped in half, basically.
0: Yes. The Juggernaut picks him up and basically...
1: Bends breaks, him over the... Breaks d- his back. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So Dennis dies.
0: Yes. He did. Then Cyrus comes out of nowhere, and I didn't get that all of a sudden he was just there. Like he faked his death. I thought he was one of the ghosts. Right. I mean,
1: that's the that's the thing. So you're supposed to believe that his ghost is just there, but they take off their glasses, and he's still there. So that's he, how I know. Yeah. yeah, he faked his death. So he's
0: alive. Surprise. Right. And it turns out Kalina, the protester, is actually his partner. I was so mad. I was so mad at her too. I oh was like, How girl, could you?
1: How could you do this? <laughs> I think that part's really stupid, to be quite honest. Yeah. I liked her so much, right? And now she's like, "Oh, Cyrus, look, I got them here for you." I'm like, "Shut up! Get right. out of here, Kalina! I hate you now."
0: Yeah. So she was with Maggie trying to shut down the machine without having to have Arthur help, but Cyrus appears and she just knocks Maggie unconscious, yeah. and they're like, "Oh, let's kiss," and she's more into it than he is.
1: Yeah, so Cyrus faked his death to get Arthur here to make that 13th ghost. Yes.
0: And what really splits the two apart, though, is Cyrus is, like, willing to kill the kids for this to happen. Yeah. And she does not want to do that.
1: Yeah, Kalina's like, wait a minute, I thought it was just a trick. And he's like, oh no, we'll do what we have to do to get this machine powered.
0: So. It comes to fruition that Cyrus has orchestrated this whole abduction just to make Arthur the 13th ghost, which will not stop the machine as Kalina had claimed, but triggered the start of it.
1: Yeah, that is what activates it. So don't do that. Yeah, no. It's the last thing you want to do. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and since Kalina objected to him killing the children, she is killed by Cyrus and he summons the ghost.
1: There's like this giant circle machine thing, and it's rotating, and it calls forth the ghosts. So it looks like, honestly, just like a pile of gears just meshed together. It's just a whole CGI contraption, and on the ground, this the circles of the zodiac are spinning and they all get summoned to the circle and in the middle is bobby and kathy and they're like tied up and it's hard to explain there's like these rings that circle yeah almost
0: like um kind of like a globe yeah like and they're just like slicing on the outside of this circle it's like a solar
1: system yes like they're the sun and then all the
0: the ghosts are rotating around it
1: yeah, and then... On their, light, like, a clock. Yeah, and the trajectory of the planets are spinning around them. It's You have to see. It's very ornate. It is very cool-looking. Yes. But it's weird. It and, could have
0: used a better description.
1: Yeah, <laughs> you just have to look at it, honestly. So they're trapped, and you can't get to them because these circles are going around them, and if you tried, you would get sliced up and die, basically. Mm-hmm.
0: So Arthur sees them all being summoned to the clock, work device thing with his children in the center and he fights Cyrus while Maggie starts like throwing gears and stuff yeah. into the machine trying to stop
1: it yeah she's like pressing buttons pulling levers like she doesn't know just, what's going just on
0: just try- raccoon <laughs> trying to get it out of there She's trying to
1: screw it up as much as possible <laughs> yeah
0: So she ends up disrupting the machine's control, so the ghosts are released from the machine, and the ghost attacks Cyrus and throw him into these orbiting spears things that are around the children, and it just
1: slices him yeah he's obliterated immediately when he touches these
0: and dennis comes and tells arthur like he'll have to jump to save his children but you know it's okay because it's a sacrifice of love and sort of like implying that he'll make it
1: yeah um i don't know
0: and he does you know no problem at all like it was the easiest thing yeah
1: so he's like watching how these things kind of orbit around and there's a very brief moment where they all lay flat and then they do the thing again, and they lay flat. So there's an opening for him to jump through them. Yeah. Which is bullshit. You could never time that. No, never. But he does, somehow. Mm-hmm. And he gets to the middle with his kids.
0: Yes. And just as that happens, the walls of the house shatter as the whole machine rips itself apart. And the ghosts are set free. And then. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I don't know if that's a good thing. <laughs> No. At least the
1: juggernaut and jackals shouldn't be set free. No, some of these definitely should be contained.
0: Yes. But don't worry, the mom is there, and she basically says, I love you, I guess. But it's weird because ghosts don't, aside from Dennis, don't really communicate mm-hmm. like with their voices. It's just kind of like a disembodied voice while they look at you. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> so she disappears. I assume she crossed over, because you don't see her leaving with the other, other ghosts, Right and they just leave the house and Maggie says that she's never going to work for these crazy white people again kind <laughs> she's of thing. Like, out.
1: And that's how it ends. Yes. It's great. Best she's, character. She's awesome. Yeah. So that's basically the pl- plot, "quote unquote" of 13 Ghosts. It's just yeah. a showcase of ghosties.
0: Yeah. I don't know. <laughs>
1: no, no. I
0: don't know what to say about that. Well,
1: how about how about we try to reel this in? And we talk about some of the characteristics of these yes. ghosts. Yes. So, like you said, they don't really talk. They do this really cool effect where they'll, like, moan or make a...
0: They have, like, a signature sound.
1: Yeah. Everything's very jittery. hmm And even the sound...
0: Like, the jackal has, like, a chittering kind of sound. Mm-hmm. Like a...
1: Yeah. It's hard to explain. Like, they don't say very many words. When they were calling Bobby, you know, they'll say a few words, but for the most part, they just, like, grunt and growl and laugh and...
0: I noticed because it felt like we spent a lot of time with her because she's the first ghost that's released the angry princess. Mm-hmm. But it's like really quietly, she's just saying, I'm sorry over and over mm-hmm. again. And I'm like, and she just do you stares. seem sorry? Like, <laughs> are you? No. Are you sorry though? <laughs> but they do look like How they did when they died, basically. They're just kind of frozen in that state.
1: Yeah, however they bit it. Mm -hmm.
0: Because the mom's, like, all burned up still from the fire and in, like, a hospital gown.
1: Only part of her face is really burned. I'm like, how did she die from that? Internal injuries? She doesn't look bad, honestly. No, not that bad. No, I was like, "Mm, maybe smoke inhalation? Maybe. I don't know, but she
0: She obviously made it to the hospital. Yeah. They had time to, like dresser and stuff like that so it's not like she died in the ambulance there
1: she's also carrying around like her IV. yeah something like that's a little weird that's a little lazy (laughs) what are you doing but like we get it we know it's her right so they're solid they're completely solid they're not like see-through at all but i think the concept that's really cool and dennis mentions this that there's ghosts around us all the time
0: we just can't see it we just
1: can't see it unless you use these glasses which i think is really cool
0: but I love Dennis. Dennis is like my favorite character, honestly. I was really disappointed
1: when he died. Yeah, Matthew Lillard, I mean. He was great.
0: He's great. <laughs> but the weird thing about him being like a psychic and helping him helping Cyrus track down the ghost, he couldn't really see them himself, though. He just had like a good sense about it, I guess. Yeah.
1: I mean, when he touched stuff, he got visions. But he couldn't just, like, see them all the time kind of a thing. It seemed, at least.
0: Yeah. He so needed he glasses. needed glasses just the right. same, which was odd to me. Yeah. Because I thought that was probably why he was being used, because he could see them. But no, he had glasses too. Yeah, I
1: think you could just, like, sense them and know where they're at kind of a thing. Yeah. And how to trap them. I don't know. It's, it's vague. But these glasses, let you see them full body, no questions. <laughs> like, right. Like, that is a ghost, and it's gonna kill you.
0: Yeah, and I had that they can attack and kill you. They did say, though, that most ghosts don't want to kill us, but those killed in horrible ways become strong and torture mm-hmm. whoever they run into.
1: Right. Yeah, so that's why, you know, there's ghosts around us all the time, but very few actually want to, like, harm you. And I think that's why the Black Zodiac is so specific, because these are the ghosts that if they wanted to, they would... They would not hesitate. Not all of them, again, were bad. Like, there's this one called Great Child and Dire Mother. They're kind of just there. There's a Mm, little... Kind of neutral. Yeah, neutral. There's a little boy who died by getting an arrow accidentally shot through his head. He, I don't think, really would have hurt anyone. I think he wanted to play with Bobby. Yeah. So some of them, I don't think, would have actually, like, attacked. But they died in very violent and tragic ways, so...
0: Right. Since they aren't talking like physically to you, and you're only hearing like their grunts or like weird little phrases, mm-hmm. they're almost like animalistic because they're lured with blood. And, yeah, too.
1: and they're just kind of they're controlled, and of course they're in cages. But I feel like a lot of them go through the motions, like especially like you said with the angry princess. She's like repeating herself over and over again. It's almost like stuck in a loop, kind of a thing. Yeah,
0: it's really like just like a breathy, like I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm
1: sorry for what. <laughs> and you never know unless you listen to the ghost files. Apparently so. not, no. So how do you compare these ghosts with some of the other movies we watch? Like,
0: only similarity is maybe The Librarian and Ghostbusters, really?
1: Yeah, so these ones are very clearly human. There's no cartoon. Dangerous. Nothing. Yeah, there's no body, besides, like, them being mutilated in certain instances, and we'll go through each of them. They're very clearly human. Like, there's no question that right. like, there's no like weird transformation, no cartoony Casper nonsense. They are not human. playing
0: pranks on people. No,
1: they <laughs> mean it. They're either gonna kill you or they're gonna stand around watching it happen. They do not care. So, yeah. <laughs> but I think these are the scariest interpretation of the ghosts we've had so far.
0: Right. Also, they're not manipulating their body in any sort. It's just stuck the way that they were killed. So that's another interesting aspect, too. Like, they don't look like how they were represented before they died. That's just a strange quality, I think.
1: Yeah. That would suck, though, just to be stuck with however you died. Especially one of them is called the torso. It's literally just a torso. No head. It's just torso and arms. And yeah. It's living. <laughs> living. It's afterlife. like that. Without a head. T- yeah. yeah so maybe they can't talk because it has no voice or no head maybe
0: i mean it doesn't really need a mouth to speak because everybody else isn't using theirs that's true yeah
1: that'd be creepy could you imagine that coming at you and saying something but Mm. you can't see it
0: where's my head where's my head where's my head
1: (laughs) so with that i kind of want to go through each of the names for the black zodiac and just very quickly kind of just say what the ghost was please
0: do because that it was the most interesting part of the story and they just flipped over I it twice know.
1: and you could actually i think it's on youtube still or like i said the dvd you could watch little profiles of each of these ghosts yes they do a really good job and it's just so sad it's not in the actual movie
0: they should have included it and it wasn't that long like i think i would have had a bigger appreciation if i understood what they all like represented and yeah and why they were all there
1: yeah i just i don't know how they would have done that in a concise way and like show backstory i don't think they would have needed to do it with all of them but at least a good number of them yeah i would love to know
0: i mean it. you only get familiar with the juggernaut just because they're there when they capture it but i feel like they could have easily gone through while they were talking about all the zodiacs they could have just been like Dennis recalling all the captures or something like that.
1: Something like that. I don't know. I don't know a good way to do it, but I just wish there was more yeah. info. But the first member of the Black Zodiac is the firstborn son. He is the ghost of a little bratty boy named Billy Michaels, who loved to pretend he was a cowboy. And one day, another little kid challenged Billy to a duel. But Billy's cap gun was no match for the boy's real steel-tipped arrow <gasps> that shot him through the head. Oh, my So unlike most ghosts, uh, this one is a mild threat, never attacking anyone and just saying, I want to play. Oh, okay. So he, again, he's not. He just looks creepy. (laughs) Right, yeah. So the torso, which is what we talked about, again, is literally just a torso with arms, head cut off, no legs, and he's wrapped in like saran wrap.
0: Kind of like mummified.
1: Yeah. So his name was Jimmy the Gambler Gambino. He was a gambler in the early 1900s who caught the attention of the mafia. He lost a boxing bet and didn't have the money to pay up the mafia cut him into pieces and wrapped him in cellophane dumping the remains in the ocean oh. so again he doesn't really attack anyone he's just kind of walking around on his arms
0: i guess he does have a severed head though in the notes you have severed head nearby
1: <laughs> oh yeah but it's not part of the ghost like you. oh okay yeah like his head was cut off So I guess, like, the main bulk of your body is what...
0: Your arms and your chest. (laughs) Yeah. The head.
1: Forget it. You don't do that. (laughs) No.
0: Not important where you're going to (laughs) go.
1: So the next one is The Bound Woman. Her name was Susan LeGreux. She was the richest girl in town and a very popular. Her one flaw was the way she toyed with boys and men. During her senior prom, she was killed by a jilted ex named Chet Walters, the star quarterback, after catching her cheating with another guy. She's the one who lures Bobby into the dangerous basement. And still shows in a prom dress bound ropes holding her arms.
0: Jeez. Yeah.
1: So she was hanged, I believe. Quite wow. the revenge. I know. <laughs> Just, I mean, we could have talked it out. Yeah. But Maybe don't we... take
0: her to prom next
1: time. Chet was a psycho, so obviously <laughs> <laughs> didn't matter. So the next one is a withered lover, so that was Jean. So we kind of know what happened to her. She was killed in the fire. And unlike most ghosts, she's not dangerous, but she's the most benevolent one. Right. The torn Prince. He was Royce Clayton and was a gifted and famous teen baseball player in the 1950s who caught the eye of colleges around the USA. Thanks to his challenger, Greaser, who set him up, Royce died in an accident caused by the brakes being cut in his car. So his remains are still buried in the baseball diamond. Jesus, but he's very violent. Yeah. Like,
0: he tries to attack them. Oh, yeah. He,
1: like, swings his bat at the glass. So he's a violent one, yes.
0: Even though he wasn't violent in life. That's strange.
1: Yeah. I think it's just resentment. Probably. Um, You know, I think the way you die is what causes you to become so violent. Huh, okay. So the angry princess. So Dana Newman was a beautiful but abused lady who lived in the late 20th century. She had plastic surgeries to alter her perceived flaws, and after a botched experiment that mutilated her eyes. She brutally killed herself in a bathtub at the clinic. Yeah, so she's naked and has a knife.
0: Well, that explains why she was hanging out in the bathtub. Because we didn't really discuss it because it was just a sighting, really. Not even. Mm-hmm. She's just kind of lingering while Kathy is checking out the bathroom. Yeah, and she's chilling in the bathtub. She drinks a lot of water from that bathtub. <laughs> I was like, have you ever got a drink of water? No,
1: she was parched, okay? <laughs> She needed some water. And she was clearly stack. pissing that
0: girl off. Like,
1: <laughs> Yeah. She didn't attack her. She was just, like, looking at her.
0: Yeah, but, and the funny thing is, like, the faucet, at least from the ghost perspective, is just running blood. And Kathy's just like, Mwah. It, was, that's, it was so yummy. Oh, well, <laughs> that's
1: weird. That's weird. Is it just an illusion? That doesn't make sense
0: It's never me. disgusted at all. But it does explain her eyes. I noticed her eyes
1: were kind of black. Yeah, the, the whole, the whole eye was just black. Yeah. There's nothing there. So the Pilgrimess, I believe she's the oldest of the ghosts. So her name is Isabella Smith, and she came to North America as a colonist in order to find a new life after being an orphan in England. Basically, she was accused of witchcraft during the witch trials. She was accused when animals and crafts were mysteriously dying. So she's the oldest of the ghosts dating back all the way to the 1700s. So again, they span like a big Multiple
0: range. years and centuries,
1: yeah. So the next two actually tie in together. It's called The Great Child and then The Dire Mother. That's actually really sad. So The Great Child, his name was Harold Shelburne, and he was a mentally disabled man who never outgrew diapers and had to be spoon-fed by his mom. He often made baby sounds. After being mocked, teased, and tormented relentlessly all his life, he caused a massacre at the freak show where he and his mother, Margaret Shelburne, lived. Some of the freaks had kidnapped and killed his mom as a joke one night. Circus- Awful joke. Yeah, I know. It's not funny. <laughs> That's a bad joke. The circus owner, Jimbo, had Harold mutilated beyond recognition, and his ghost appears as Harold did in life. So he's a big dude in a bib, and I think he was wearing diapers or something like that.
0: Yeah. They showed him so briefly, too. But honestly, everyone, if you ever seen American Horror Story, Freak Show, mm-hmm. like just think of those for most of the ghosts, honestly. A lot of them look like that, like the characters oh, in Freak Show.
1: yeah. So, the dire mother was a- Margaret Shelburne was Harold's mother, and she was a shy lady standing only three feet tall. She never could stand up for herself, and at the freak show where she lived, she was raped by the tall man, another circus freak, and gave birth to Harold, whom she loved more than life itself. So, she kind of spoiled him and smothered him, and he had his problems. The two were abused to the point where Harold killed almost the entire circus, as I said, and as a ghost, they remained together
0: damn Mm -hmm. i guess she spoiled him and smothered him to a point where that was the main reason for his handicap it says in
1: your notes oh she might have
0: literally smothered him at one
1: point (laughs) (laughs) yeah maybe maybe, i don't know so the next we have the hammer he was a happy and honest family man and blacksmith george markley he was falsely accused of stealing by a higher up named nathan and threatened with exile from their old western town he refused to leave, and his family was lynched by Nathan and his band of thugs while walking home from the town market one day. Seeking justice in the corrupt town, George took his blacksmith hammer and killed those responsible, but the town folk chained him to a tree and drove railroad spikes into his body. So, that's how he died.
0: Ugh. It doesn't sound good.
1: <laughs> no, none of these. Again, terrible. And then we have the jackal. Okay, so this one's messed up. They're, they're all messed up, but she was born to a prostitute in 1887. Oh no, the jackal's a dude. <laughs> really? Yeah. I think it looks female, but it's a dude. I just.
0: I mean, like I said, they never focus on one of them very long. I don't know, Just I just assume from the stature
1: and the longer hair. Yeah. A no, woman. It was a dude, <laughs> our bad. <laughs> Oopsie. Um, so Ryan Coon developed a sick appetite for women attacking and raping strays and prostitutes in the night. He violently went to Borhamwood Institute for treatment to cure his problem, but the medical practices made him much worse, causing him to go completely insane over years of solitary confinement, having his head locked in a cage after breaking out of a straitjacket. And developed a hatred of humanity. When the asylum bursts into flames, he chose to stay behind and perish in the fire. His ghost carries a torn stray jacket with a torn cubic uh, head cage thing. Mm. It's a sign of Hell's Winter. I don't know.
0: I don't know means. why. Yeah. But it does explain why he ripped the shirt then. For, that makes a little bit more sense than just wanting to show those boobs.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I didn't think about yeah, that. Because so. it's
0: more his ML. MO.
1: Yeah. He's one of the more aggressive and violent ghosts. Obviously. Okay. Jeez. And last but not least, we have the Juggernaut. Horace Breaker Mahoney was born very disfigured and was an outcast his entire life. His mother abandoned him at a tender age, and his dad put him to work in the junkyard using his unusual strength to crush cars. So after his dad died, Horace went insane, and he would take motorists and hitchhikers, tear them apart with his bare hands, and feed the remains to the dogs. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's fine. So after several of these murders, he was arrested, and a SWAT team shot and killed him when he broke free of his handcuffs. And as a ghost, he remains in the junkyard, which is where we saw the beginning of the movie. Jesus. So that's the Black Zodiac for oh, Okay. Okay. Which, again, very cool concept, just, lacking in execution. Yeah.
0: I remember they mentioned too that the the jackal specifically was Hell's winter, and I was like, could we talk about the seasons? Because I didn't know they had seasons. <laughs> yeah. Thought so it was just always hot.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no. Well, in Hell, technically, depending on your version of Hell, <laughs> it gets cold as you get to the middle. So
0: apparently. Yeah. So,
1: what do you think about the Black Zodiac?
0: Honestly, like, let's detour from the podcast for a while and remake this movie. Make it a lot better. I
1: know. I, you know what they could do? They could do an anthology TV show where they just go into the stories of each of the Black Zodiac.
0: They could. That would be really cool.
1: And it could be called the Black Zodiac. Mm-hmm. That's what But interestingly enough, there are some real-life parallels to some of these things. Oh, yeah? The first one being the Torso. The Torso is actually loosely based off the victims of the real-life Cleveland Torso murders.
0: Oh, okay.
1: The Torso is captured spirit of Jimmy Gambino. Like I said, that's not his name in real life. But the Cleveland Torso murder was also known as the Mad Butcher of Kingsbury Run. And he was an unidentified serial killer who was active in Cleveland, Ohio. So they never knew who it was they had their ideas and i think there were several arrests made but they never actually like identified who it was
0: oh like our very own jack the ripper
1: yeah we're from, we're from cleveland by the way so from 1935 to 1938 12 bodies some say 13 ironically enough mm-hmm. were dumped in the area known as kingsbury run a lot of the victims were not identified they were just kind of like strays you know okay Hobos, prostitutes, kind of um, a thing.
0: The unloved yeah. members of society, so people have had less motivation to look for them. Exactly. And there were only
1: three identified people, I believe. Edward Andersy, Florence Polillo, and possibly Rose Wallace were the only three that were actually identified. So, Yikes. Yeah. It was inspired by those murders. And the only other thing that parallels real-life events was the Pilgrimage, of course,
0: Oh, yeah, Same there could trials. have been a
1: hundred pilgrimesses. <laughs> right, so pick your poison. The, that one was probably fairly easy to get.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: And yeah. I, I wonder, it's called a pilgrimess. I wonder if you needed someone from that era.
0: Specifically? Yeah, I don't know. See, that's why I was wondering, too. Like, is there, like, a million jackal types out where they could just find one? Or they had to, like, specifically search for the jackal?
1: I don't know, some of them...
0: Some of them seem super specific. Right. But others, it seems like just a person that goes through the right scenario would fit, Mm -hmm. like the mom.
1: Yeah, I think it's mostly scenario.
0: Yeah, okay.
1: So, with all that, I'm assuming you're still going to keep this in the scariest spot.
0: I think Casper is scarier. I know, I was thinking, maybe Casper? (laughs) Maybe Casper should rise to the top.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so as it stands, I think we're going to keep 13 ghosts.
0: At 13. Where it's
1: at on our scale, but we will see what next week brings. Right. Thank you for listening. If you enjoy the show and listen on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, giving us a five-star rating is super helpful, and we would definitely appreciate it. Yes,
0: you can find us on social media using 13 Degrees of Screams.
1: This has been 13 Degrees of Screams, and we will see you next creep.
0: Did you say week?